0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the Illumineer's Quest Podcast where we talk everything Lorcana. I'm Zach. And I'm Jacob. And thanks for coming on this journey with us. Today's an exciting one. So we're doing a playable card tier list.
1: Yeah, so now in this in this list here, in this tier list, a D in this, which is our lowest rank, we go S, A, B, C, and D. A D in this could be a B or an A in a full card set full card set to your list so we
0: have i think 40 cards mm-hmm. and all of these are playable all of these will hold their own in a deck i think that the main criteria we're going off of is flexibility so how many different decks can you play this card in how overall powerful is it yep. how useful is it the value meaning how much ink does it cost versus how much you get out of it Inkable versus non-inkable computer factor. Yeah, inkable obviously is a good consideration as well. And so should have said this from the start. If you're watching on, or if you're listening on the podcast, Mm -hmm. this is also a YouTube video. So we have the tier list on screen. You can see it all if you're listening. We'll continue to kind of reiterate where the rankings are. But this will be a good YouTube video to watch because we're going to go a little quick here with so many cards. But with that said, we're going from like ink type to ink type. Mm-hmm. And considering, again, the different play styles, the flexibility, and everything along those lines. Um, these are all, again, good cards. We have them scattered out so far. If you can see on screen, we're going to start with Ruby, go to Sapphire, get into Steel, finish up with Amethyst, Emerald, and Amber. So this is a weird one to start off with, but Aladdin Heroic Outlaw. Where do you got it? Yes. S tier. I S-tier. obviously agree. It's one of the most powerful cards in the game. can do a four lore shift in one turn. Speaking of shift, it can also shift on to a different Aladdin card, which basically then gives it rush as well as an ability. Since you're shifting it, it can be ready right away. So it's just extremely powerful. Catch your opponent off guard. Extremely powerful to shift the lore. Um, and a really good value with shift and, and seven I mean- ink
1: it's questing while challenging so yeah it's it's it, it insane
0: kills two birds with one stone as they as they say so on to the next one aladdin street rat the the baby aladdin of the of the set i'm gonna go c okay i okay. i can i'm fine with that bc uh, let's go b, b? i and, the, and and i i the only reason i hesitate is because it does take away a lore. Okay. So without the lore takeaway, it's definitely just I guess a, a C tier.
1: The shift is huge. So the shift it, it does allow you role. to
0: shift. It does take away one lore. Aside from that, it's probably D tier. I think okay. its abilities and the bigger brother Aladdin in the set gives it um, a lot to go off of. Okay. Maleficent, what do you think?
1: I'm thinking A because of the cost.
0: I was right there with you. I think it's an S tier card mm-hmm. and a b tier cost and so you kind of average out to a yeah. yeah i think that you know having a character that also has dragon fire is super powerful but nine is just so expensive that you have to really be prepared no pun intended
1: we'll get to it to
0: <laughs> play this card and to have a game strategy around it
1: mm-hmm. i totally agree
0: Maui, I would say, gosh, this is a hard one. I think Which Maui I think B, this is the the ruby Maui. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the character with Rush and Reckless, and so he's really powerful from the sense of he can go out and take your opponents off guard. He's a very good character for a control deck where you're trying to control the board and, and take your opponents off and be the heavy hitter. Challenger for that deck. I mean
1: that's a big damage swing coming out of nowhere. That's
0: that's why I have him at B. Yep. Okay I agree with B. Mickey Big Mickey brave little Taylor. What do you got?
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with A.
0: I would agree with that one as well I think the evasive is the evasive and the four lore are very powerful, but again eight is Really late in the game and so you have to have a lot of other stall tactics on the board for it to really be effective And so again super heavy hitter really high cost though So you can't I don't think you can put a mess.
1: I mean, I'm a I'm a huge evasive guy as Probably most of our listeners know so (laughs) This has a special place in my heart um, But I think I think a is completely fair
0: Okay, I agree uh Pongo's next. I'll let you take this one because he's he's your baby.
1: Personal S tier,
0: probably B to C. I I think this depends on the opponent. I even might put him A and but I would I would I would be between A and B. I I say think, B. I think I I'm say, hedging B, and the reason I would say between A and B is because more novice players that aren't well mm-hmm. equipped to play with evasive can get really caught off guard and get yeah. really flustered with evasive and so i think evasive cards in general have a lot of value behind them when you get into the higher levels of play which we keep getting stomped by you'll yes. run into fire your cannons or fight fire, fire the cannons grab your sword mm-hmm. Dragonfire, and And so people will be able to deal with them in a lot more creative ways than you know your beginner players. So I think that's probably why he's not higher on my list too.
1: One of the cards that can deal with Pongo is Be Prepared, prepared.
0: (laughs) pun intended. On this one, so I kind of think this one's S tier, but the the, uh, I think I'm going to go A, and here's the reasoning behind it, and you can disagree if you want. I think it's extremely, extremely situational. So Be Prepared is a action card that clears your, your characters and your opponent's characters from the board. So Clean Slate, just items left on the board. So if you're falling behind, your opponent has four or five cards on the board, you only have one, maybe none, Clean Slate. Mm-hmm. It can't be played if you've got four or five cards on the board and you're trying to stop your opponent because it clears your board too. Yep. So I think it's a little situational, but I think it's extremely powerful in the right situation.
1: I So I'm actually leaning more towards S, because I just think that being able to... When you're so far behind in a game and you're able to come back with one card, um, I think is super helpful. That's why I would think S, but I'm fine with A tier.
0: Yeah, I think A tier is the way to go. Um, you don't want to water down S, and I think we both agree that Dragonfire's S tier completely agree one of the best one of the best actions in the game just take out a character right away you know even if their ink is still drying you Mm -hmm. just remove them from the board whether they cost nine like Maleficent whether they cost two or three like some of the lower impactful cards like a Pongo, you know, it's it might be really, you know, frustrating for your deck to deal with, but if you have Dragonfire it doesn't matter.
1: It can completely get rid of the other S tier card, Heroic Outlaw, and just obliterate it. The only thing I have against that card is, um, it's uneakable. But other than that, it's perfect. I
0: agree. Uh okay, so Shield of Virtue. I think I, I kind of jumped the gun there. I think it's C tier. I think it's super usable. I think it can help you. And and can if you have it on the board can put you in a position to win the game. But again, I think it's so situational that you kind of have to leave it on the lower end of the board. With with
1: the perspective of all the other cards we have here, I'm thinking D. If you think of it within all of okay. the other cards that we are here, we can throw it down I'm there. Thinking, that's fine. I am thinking D.
0: Okay, that's all for Reds. So that's super fast. Just a recap for the the audio listeners here. We have. Aladdin Heroic Outlaw and Dragonfire as S tier. Mm-hmm. We've got Maleficent, uh, the the big dragon from Ruby on- the, the big one, the nine cost. Yeah, the nine cost on uh, starting off A tier. Then we've got Mickey Mouse, Brave Little Taylor on A tier as well, followed by Be Prepared. All super, super impactful cards, just kind of costly and situational, so not quite an S tier. In B tier, we got Maui Hero to all the massive rush tank that can take out a ton. We've got Aladdin Street Rat, the little brother to Heroic Outlaw, and then Pongo being a really annoying evasive character to have to deal with. And then lastly, all the way down in D D, we have Shield of Virtue, which again is super um, kind of situational, but can ready up your characters if you you know need to do a couple actions in one turn from a single card that'll be good but again very situational so and
1: and also it's probably a b tier in an overall card list yes so So it's still very good just within the perspective of all the other cards we have here i think it is probably on the lower scale
0: okay ready to move to sapphire that's the next one we have up here i am okay again starting kind of with a heavy hitter here aurora the the big aurora the five cost get grant's ward to the rest of the cards the dreaming guardian I was,
1: before he is even it did it, I A? was thinking
0: A. Is it, are we going to interlink these? Like, is it high A? I, I kind of think it's like, might be right behind That's fine. Maleficent. That's fine, yeah. I like so that. it's really annoying to deal with. So imagine getting two Auroras on the board where they do the protective embrace on each other and then you can't drag and fire anything. I mean, that it's, would be insane. It's insane. I I've done it once or twice. It's hard to get there, which again, why it's probably not an S tier, it's, you know, only two quests, so it's not crazy getting you towards your goal, but I think it's it's so, so annoying to have to deal with just like Pongo, just like um, some of these other higher end cards.
1: I, I will say, if you're able to shift it for three every turn, then it's S. Like, if you're able to shift that card that is that helpful for, for three costs, that's... That's a huge deal.
0: That's true. The only reason that I say that, though, is moving on to the next one. Bell <laughs> yeah. Belle has to go into S tier, right?
1: I, I'd put her in front of Dragonfire.
0: I I can do that as well, actually. I, I have no problem with that. So Belle, the strange but special legendary, she's the card where if you have 10 ink in your inkwell, she quests for a plus 4 or 5 total. Mm-hmm. So two Bells on the board questing with 10 ink in the inkwell is two turns and the game's over. Yeah. So obviously there's a lot of builds to get there and you have to do a lot of delay on your opponent to enable this type of strategy. But with, it's an, so valuable. with an Aurora on the board or a Bodyguard plus a yeah. Bell or two, Yeah. Bell is going to win you the game and every it, single time.
1: And Bell's already in Sapphire so you don't have to worry about the ink buildup. Sapphire is the ink buildup. Yeah, ink, so you don't have to worry about that.
0: It's fantastic. Um, super helpful. Okay, Hades, I think he's a little. He he was definitely slept on by me at first. I think he's really powerful. I'm gonna go B. What do you think about that? I'm thinking high B. Okay, I will high B. I will go below Maui. That's fair. So Hades, the 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 Sapphire Hades Infernal schemer, he has an ability where when you play this character, you may put chosen opposing character into their player's inkwell face down. So given the strategy that we just talked about with Bill and Having to build up your ink and having to delay your opponent some Hades is a great card to take big powerful cards off your opponent's board and keep yourself alive as you're getting to that point Where you want to quest for ten?
1: Yeah, and I just it has it has a big negative and that is that it's giving your opponent an extra card in their inkwell Obviously, it's not the card they want to go in their inkwell. Yep, but you still are giving them an extra. I
0: agree, card. and it's non-inkable as well, and so yes. that's a little bit of annoying. But it is a bit of a tank with six um, willpower quests for two, plus the ability. I think it's really strong, little situational, which is why I wouldn't put it higher. But very strong can throw your opponent off if they if your opponent only has one card on the board. Like say you're playing a ruby deck like with Bra- Mickey Brave Little Taylor, and they're gonna quest for four, take it off the board, quest for none. I mean, That's huge. It's very true. Okay, moving along. This is this is kind of a a straightforward one. We've got the Sapphire Maleficent. Sorry, I'm just throwing these on here for you. I agree with C. I'm, I'm saying C. The reason I have this one on here is because, you know, as you're kind of building up to the Bell strategy within your Sapphire Ink Ramp, Maleficent can be a good kind of distraction. Costs five quests for three six. Willpower, It's just a good all-around card can be a good distraction. So again C tier on this list, but pretty high overall Yeah, I mean it, it's hard. It's hard to put any
1: Three lore card like any lower than C. I think like I just
0: that's the goal is to get to yeah. 20 and when you're getting three That's a really good card
1: Especially it's a little tanky too. So it's lasting.
0: Okay. I know that this is a favorite from some uh, in the sapphire set Mickey Mouse Detective, I'm going D tier. I agree. So there's a few reasons for this. One, Mm non-inkable. Two, you take the top card off of your deck and put it into your inkwell. It makes me nervous every single time that I'm putting something super important without knowing what it is. I still think if you're on an ink ramp deck, it's important, which is why it's in the playable list. But it's D tier.
1: I agree. Yep.
0: Okay, I'm going to finish with this one and then I'll let you take over on Steel, Fishbone, Quill. I think I've got to go A. I think I've got to go low A, high B. Hear me out. I, you just jumped out of your chair almost. And the reason is, if, if you're, okay, we'll go, we'll go high B. We'll, we'll swap it down here to high B. The reason is, if you're on an ink building deck, Fishbone, Quill gives you more ink than any other card in the Sapphire set. Turn after turn, you can ink more cards, whether it's inkable or not. You can have it in your hand and ink it. Okay. You, if you're trying to build ink, name a better card. Ground Tala. She gives you one. This gives you five.
1: What, what, what does it cost?
0: Three. I, and, I, then you can u- and then when you exert it every turn, it doesn't cost anything. Unlike some items that do cost to use again, it doesn't cost to use it.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I, would, I would think more low B, high C. Um,
0: it's a little situational, but in its, it's, it's it is... it's
1: taking cards out of your hand that you... I just...
0: Again, situational. You can't play this by itself and it be useful. You have to have a strategy built around that working, which is why I don't have it in an S tier. But I think it... We'll, 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 we'll hear you out. I, I can I concede a little bit and drop it down to low B. So I'll recap real quick, and then I'll let Jake kick off Steel here. Bell at S tier. The five questing with ten ink in the well is just a lot to handle if you're not prepared for it. Aurora Guardian, big Aurora, the shifting one, and Sapphire as well. Grants ward to all the rest of the cards in the set, keeps them all from being dragon fired or directly impacted by any other items then at b tier we've got Hades and Fishbone Quill going on down to c we've got Maleficent and then finally d tier Mickey Mouse Detective all right
1: all right so what what is the subtitle of this i forget this here
0: we'll we'll put him to we'll we'll put him to the end and then we'll let you go with the one the the small hook first it's that's probably better to the, do the small one anyways that's that the dreamborn hook yeah so for again for the the audio listeners we're starting with the one cost Captain Hook the forceful duelist, um on steel. I'm I'm gonna go with D here. Ooh, see, I think C. I can go high D,
1: like high D, low C. I
0: I just think C's a little empty. Let's go C. Okay,
1: I'll do C. I, well, I can.
0: Okay, give me your thoughts and I'll tell you why I think C.
1: Um, I just think it's a little like. I get it the value you're getting for, for damage for that cost, um, but it's just, I think it's just overall a little underwhelming. Is
0: there another one cost card that th- does three damage? To my knowledge, no. That's why it's that high, is because if you're playing, and I know it's a challenger, so you only get that three damage when challenging, which is honestly the only thing holding it back from being a little higher one cost 3 damage can take out a 3 cost card. So it just punches rel- well above its weight, which is why I would put it at C over D. Okay. Okay. Then we get move on to the Hans from Steel, which is 13th in line.
1: So, this one I I discovered not not a was not a friendly card to me uh, tore down the the meta deck that I was using basically or our meta deck um. So from that experience, I'm, I'm probably gonna put it in, in in B. I would think low B. I
0: would say low B, high C. High C. We'll,
1: high C is we'll... fine. We can fill
0: up C. Okay. We'll high C is s- fine. Now now we're getting a little more clear out. So why do you have him there? What's his what's his deal?
1: Um. So whenever he quests, which he's questing for two, um, he deals one damage to chosen enemy character, which is I mean you're already doing what you're doing. You're questing for two. And then you get to deal you know, one damage to to just a chosen. And the if you damage. have somebody
0: else on your board fighting and they need a little bit of assistance, or you've got a cheap Pascal or Lilo or Maleficent from Amethyst that has one willpower, then it could just completely take them out. I
1: mean it's able to banish an S tier card in Pascal, so I mean that's pretty <laughs> we're gonna get to that.
0: Okay. Do we are we in agreement on Giant Tink here? Do we even need to talk about it? No. S tier. I would, I'd probably go right there. I could see, I could put it in low S. Like if we're. The reason I put it ahead of Dragonfire and S tier is because of the shift.
1: That's true. Because it's okay. it's
0: got two really good abilities. Is there another card that has two abilities? That has three abilities? It's got shift. There's a there's a s- select
1: few. Um, I mean. When you bring it on into play,
0: it instantly deals so,
1: one damage.
0: To Tinkerbell, all... Giant Fairy. You can shift it for four. Mm-hmm. As you just said, Rock the Boat does one damage to all opposing characters on the board. And I believe the uh, the other ability,
1: I can't remember it right off the Puny head. Puny
0: Pirate deals two damage to chosen opposing character after you banish opposing character.
1: I mean, he's dealing a lot of just straight damage. You
0: could technically like, take out an entire board playing at once. good could 100% shift. Could. Shift it for four. So it's ready to play right away.
1: You're dealing with those weaker cards at four.
0: Deal one damage to everybody. So let's say there's three cards on the board. Deal one damage to a, a one-cost Lilo. Mm-hmm. So Lilo's now out because she's only got one willpower. You then you know challenge another card on the board and take them out because she's got four strength, and so she's probably going to take them out too. And then you add two additional... To the third card on the board, and you just wipe the board with one card. It's,
1: it's nasty. It's
0: nasty. S tier. Whole New World. I'm, I'm high A. This is, I was going to say, this might be one where we disagree the most, but I would probably put it about there too. So, a Whole New World, again, for everybody that's either listening or not super familiar yet, is... Each player discards their hand and draws seven new cards so if you're on an inkramp deck or if you run a really light deck where you know you'll need more cards a whole new world will take you from one to two cards in your hand to seven cards in your hand
1: and I think a card that's probably a little bit comparable comparable to is be prepared because it's taking out both it's taking out your thing and their thing but the thing that this does is it fills it back up where be prepared doesn't be prepared doesn't fill your board back up once it takes it all down
0: the the, so yes i agree and the overlooked part of this might be if your opponent has is playing an amethyst deck has five cards in their hand because they've used friends on the other side and the maleficent that draws a card they might have a strategy around the cards in their hand played out for the next couple moves if you a whole new world that hand you don't know what they're getting either so if you need cards and they don't they might have a strategy you don't you just need cards so you're hurting their strategy and helping yours at the same time
1: and the reason it isn't s is because your opponent could have one or two cards in their hand and yeah it's,
0: it's situational so you you know if, if you might be helping them out too it's not inkable I'm even gonna drop it below Mickey here on a tier because of that So I I think it is a little bit situational and can potentially help out your opponent, like you said, so you just got to be careful when playing it. Okay, so we're getting to the Captain Hook. We moved from the beginning because we wanted to talk about the the baby Captain Hook first, but this is Captain Hook, Captain of the Jolly Roger, and he's got a cool ability too. Whenever he goes, he gets to take Fire the Cannons out of the discard pile.
1: So obviously it's situational because... You might not even have I mean if you're putting this card in your deck, yeah, you firing the cannon. If you deck. don't,
0: then it's a D tier card. Not even on this, just in general it's a D tier yes. card. Yes.
1: Um I would say on this though I'm thinking D C.
0: Okay, I was thinking C B, so we'll C-side. go we'll go like mid C tier here. I think that the, the the theme we have for these C cards is all lower than some of the counterparts we've gotten. But to keep in mind like if you build a strategy around these, like these cards can be the ones we have in S tier if you have a That's strong true. strategy if you, built around them. The you're synergies work, yeah. between these cards.
1: If you're working with them, yes, for sure.
0: The synergies between these cards is really high. But I think we're also getting into some higher tier cards. So grab your sword. High A. High A. Higher than like Mickey or Aurora? I'm thinking in between Mickey and Aurora. Okay, I'll go with that. So... Grab your sword is the the action that does two damage to every card on the board, so you know, a little bit stronger than the giant Tink, you know, initial. Yeah, ability.
1: that's why it's not an S is because Tink's there, you know, she exists, because it can I mean, it can also deal two damage to chosen character and it's questing, so Yeah. Tink I, can do a lot
0: more things than this can. Um, I might go a little lower if it were just me. Because if you want to move it no ID is fine. It's uh, You know what? I'm going to I take it back and here's my reasoning. It's not inkable
1: okay, that's fair
0: if your opponent is playing a heavy deck It's not useful much at all because that two is not going to take them out. So it's 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 situational to very useful against light decks and mediocre Useful against heavy decks.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's completely fair.
0: I think that you would put this a lot higher because you're used to a light deck, because that's what you like to run. That's, and so this would really disrupt fair. your plans, but against all decks in general, it's not quite there. That's fair. Lastly, Smash, which is a three-cost card that deals three damage to any chosen character. Mm-hmm. Where are you putting that one? I'm putting it in D. Okay, I was right there with you. I think it's really useful, and I think it can catch people off guard. And can be really powerful for a card like Cheshire Cat, where if you have to fight Cheshire, which banishes the uh, the, ban- the which banishes the chosen character that's challenging, then you don't lose anything for playing Smash. But you know, if you're trying to challenge Cheshire, then you do. That being said, it's again very limited in its range. But I think it's still, you know, again, D, but still very playable if yeah. you're running a steel deck.
1: Yeah, but it, it can help you out of sticky situations.
0: Yeah, that's that's the big one, is that, again, it is playable because if you're starting to fall behind, that can catch you back up pretty quick. Yeah. Okay, recap steel. We finished the, st- the top steel cards here. So So
1: we've got Tinkerbell Giant Fairy in S. We've got Whole New World in A. We've got Grab Your Sword in B. We've got Hans, I think it's 13th in line, in C. Um, both... Both Captain Hooks and Steel are in
0: C. Two two of the three. So Captain two, Captain of the Jolly Roger and Forceful Duelist Captain Hooks in C. Gotcha. And then Smash and D. Smash and D. Okay. We got we're halfway there. We've got three left. Alrighty. Um Amethyst, your favorite.
1: <laughs> My favorite. So I'm thinking I'm thinking low A high B. I,
0: I will agree with that. So I, I might say high or low A, but with with mini Elsa and Amethyst, I think it's high B. Gets you ready to shift onto the legendary Elsa if you want to. The exert ability is really cool to catch your you know opponent off guard if they just if they just inked a card or if they just played a card and it's not ready to, to duel yet, but you want to you can exert it and then duel it. So I think it's got a lot of value there. Um, which brings us right into Legendary Elsa, Elsa, which again, I hate putting all the Legendary cards <laughs> in S tier, but... We've only got two I'm stars. not... Uh, I'm doing it. I'm, never mind. I'm no, dropping it to No, a. no, no. It it, it's S. S. Come okay. on. Okay, okay. It's, it's the lowest of the S's then. Because
1: it, cause it could single-handedly win you a game.
0: That's true. And it has done that to me for, for a couple games. Then
1: how come that isn't like high
0: S? It's not inkable. It costs eight. But
1: if it's winning you a
0: game, it's, it's not ink. I. It's just you. It's it's again, if you get it early in a game, or you get it on your first seven draw. Like if I get it on my first seven draw, I'm probably putting it to the bottom of my deck because I know I won't. I don't want to hang it around in my hand for six or seven turns, and I don't want to keep it around knowing I can't ink it. So it's it's yeah, it's it's just a tough one since it's not inkable. If it was inkable, it would be top S tier for me but since it's not that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. The the dueling Jafar. This one is one I threw on here, the wicked sorcerer Jafar. I think like mid B tier, like kind of above Aladdin is okay. probably where I would put him. Reasoning B, he's just he's one of the best fighters, I think. He's a big stat, big stat. I fighter. think yeah, so costs for can ink Challenger plus 3 to duel. So that stats give him 5-5 five, five on strength willpower when he's challenging. So yeah. if you're using him as a fighter or a challenger in your deck, he's going to be really annoying to deal with. 100%. Totally can take great. out 2 or 3 cards on, on his own. Yeah, and still live. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Maleficent on the Amethyst. We've got a couple of them, but this is our favorite. The Maleficent Sorceress. So I'm thinking... C. High C. We could we were really far off on this one. Really? What were
1: what were you thinking?
0: High B low A? Really? Okay. It's a card draw and we've both I'll put it B since you said C. B's but fun. it's a card draw. And and male and maleficent plays a character and just draws a card. You don't have to play the card like friends on the other side. You play the card, put it on the board and get to draw a card. So for as many decks that can benefit from card draw, that's got to be on the top of the list.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Okay, we, we, we probably are really far off on this one too. Pascal. S tier. I, I w- and I put him on here for you. Okay, low C. Low C is fine. I, I'll go B. Low the, C is fine. No, I'll go B, and here's the reasoning. I think the evasive, again, for newer players... Or for people that aren't ready to deal with evasive or have direct damage cards are going to be very annoyed by him. But more experienced players or players that are playing direct damage decks are just going to deal with him really quickly. That, that's perfectly understandable. But I know <laughs> he's your boy and you <laughs> he, love Pascal, so he, it, we'll put him a little, a little higher up there. Uh, you don't have to do that, but um, I just think...
1: Especially if you're playing against more like first timer TCG players, that is going to be a game winning Agree. Card.
0: So the beginners out there that are be trying aware. that are trying to get into the game and aren't super in depth into all the strategies yet, Pascal can be a fun one to annoy your opponents with. For sure. Friends on the other side. S I agree because of one reason. It's a song. If it wasn't a song I would it, say A or B. I would
1: say it's still S because it's three costs. I think drawing two for three costs is insane value. But you're
0: technically only drawing one because you're replacing one of the cards with two cards. So if you don't sing it, then it costs you three, and all you're essentially doing is replacing one of the cards with a, two more, but you're giving up one too. So I think the singing factor makes it S.
1: I... I think I think also what makes it S is if you're looking for a very specific card. Like if you're like if you're hunting for a dark uh, card within your deck yeah, and that's fair. You're drawing to to get there. Yeah,
0: and that's fair. I I again I think that this this singing aspect of this makes it a lot more powerful. So if you're playing a late game deck where you don't necessarily need to quest that turn or you're still ramping up your ink cycle or whatever it might be Using this as a song is super powerful so that you can still do the rest of the moves. A lot of decks, it's very versatile. Again, like we said on the Maleficent Sorceress card, a lot of decks can benefit from card draw. This is probably the best card draw card in the set. Yes, by far. Lastly.
1: We're gonna disagree on this one. I
0: threw this one in here. I'm still not completely sold on it, but the Magic Mirror item, where are you gonna say? Low D. Low D? See, I was going to say low C.
1: High B then. let's Or high D.
0: Okay, we'll go high D, and the only reason I'm conceding that is because it's not inkable.
1: See, I think it's not inkable, and it's expensive.
0: It is expensive, but imagine you're in a late game control, you've got 10 ink, and but you've only there, got one card in your hand.
1: If you're not playing Sapphire, you don't have 10 ink.
0: You could have it on a late game control deck with Ruby. Okay, it's not even ten. Say you have eight, and you've got one card in your hand. It's, I don't know, Baby Elsa, and you play Baby Elsa. You you can either sing with her, or you can't sing, sorry. She's an item, so you just exert her, spend four more. You've still got two left. I think the fact that you can continue to get value out of it since it's an item is what makes it.
1: So you're saying you can use better. you can use Elsa to exert it without paying the. Cost. No, I'm
0: saying it's not a song. Sorry, I I was I, I misspoke on that one. It's just a regular item, but you can use it turn after turn. So if you've only got one card in your hand and what you keep drawing is low cost, you can keep exerting for four cost and stacking your hand back up turn after turn. Okay. Yeah. I- so again, situational, extremely situational, not inkable, which is why it's so low to begin with. But I think, given the right deck, it can really, really be a nuisance to deal with. For sure. Okay, that's the last Amethyst. So recapping Amethyst, we've got two in S tier. Mm -hmm. We've got Legendary Elsa, we have Friends on the other side, and then Friends on the other side would take in the place of the A tier. So we've got three then, or four, excuse me, in B tier. We've got Maleficent Sorceress, we've got the Baby Elsa Snow Queen, We've got Jafar, Sorcerer, Pascal, and then, and finally, wrapping up Amethyst, we got Magic Mirror and D tier. So, moving on, to Emerald. Alrighty. First one, Flynn. I think this one is super overlooked. I, I completely
1: agree. Yeah.
0: I, I, initially, I say B tier. I kind of I, I there's a part of me that wants to say A.
1: Low A. I'm thinking low A. Okay.
0: We can. Uh. I I'm gonna go. Okay. We'll go low A. So Flynn on the Emerald set, for those who aren't extremely familiar, is a two-cost card that when played and challenged and banished, the challenging opponent has to discard a card. So it quests for two, which is also crazy for a two-cost card. When he gets banished, the opponent loses a card. So especially if they don't have a card draw deck, then they kind of just have to leave him there and continue to let him quest for two over and over.
1: The reason I think this is A, and even higher A than low A, I think, is because I would consider playing this card and probably play it if it didn't have an ability. And on top of it, yeah, it that's has fair. an ability. that's fair. And oh. a helpful ability, because it's, it's, it's very helpful. Yeah,
0: do. it is. Okay. Hans. The, the Emerald Hans that is a four-cost uh, Scheming Prince, I, I think I put him right there with him. An eight tier, okay. and the reason is, is he's four cost and three lore questing, which is really unheard of for four cost cards.
1: It's it's inkable too.
0: Yeah, so... and he's in- inkable.
1: No, I what what are what's his stat line? Three,
0: three, three straightforward. Three? three, three strength, three willpower, three quest. I mean, it's just it's it's very a nuisance. Like if your opponent that has if your opponent has this card, you have to deal with it. Because th- it'll, it'll rack up that questing really quick.
1: I would be upset for... F- I feel like I'd be kind of upset if I didn't get, like, a second turn out of A second turn, like, 6th floor out of it. I think if I'm only getting 3 for 4 costs, I want a little bit more. But maybe. then your
0: opponent is not getting anything that's out true, of it either because anything, they're having to take it out. That's
1: completely true because it's a distraction card If in that case. Yep, not a little bit of true.
0: distraction, but... Okay, Cusco. Um i'm gonna go mid b maybe a little bit lower b i agree so Cusco is a five cost card on emerald he quests for three as well just like the the hans does the difference is here he's non-inkable so that's a little bit of a downside there and then lastly he does have an ability though kind of like uh flynn where when you challenge and you get banished, you have to banish the opposing character. So not a card from the deck, but still. So even if you wouldn't have taken him out, or even if Cusco's strength wouldn't have taken you out, you still have to banish that character. No, I, I completely agree. So I think
1: it's right where it needs to questing
0: be. Questing for three, it's really strong from that sense, which is why it's so high. Um, getting up to another one, I think Mad Hatter is probably a little bit higher B tier. We'll put him like in front of Maui. It was very similar. The difference here is is that he is inkable, with five costs, which is why he's a little higher. And then he does draw cards when challenged instead of banishing the challenging character.
1: This card was, I think, for me and you specifically completely. Overlooked.
0: Super slept on initially, yeah. It's really, really cool. Really, really powerful. Okay, Mother Gothel, one of your one of your favorites. I'm I'm personal S. I I for me it is S tier.
1: Um just because it is stopping your opponent from winning the game. And I think... Okay,
0: I... I, Yeah.
1: The point of the game is questing and gaining lore, and Mother Gothel says, no, you can't do that.
0: So Mother Gothel, six cost, in emerald, the selfish manipulator. When this character is exerted or questing herself, your other team, the whole team, cannot quest. And she's got six health, so she's going to be hard to take down in one turn. So you have to have something like Dragonfire or Maleficent or be prepared to really deal with. And so, if like you said, it can stop the team in their tracks, and for two turns, maybe three potentially, depending on the board, the other opponent or your opponent might not be able to quest at all and get towards their goal. So I agree. It's really strong. I might not put it um, S tier because the amount of decks it fits in is not super flexible, but I still think it's, it's so powerful with that stopping power.
1: For me, it is the single best card in the game.
0: Um, That's a lot of praise. I it is.
1: I don't know how big of a deal that is, but to me, it is the single best card. Okay,
0: favorite. I'll put we'll we'll keep it as. Um, lastly, in Emerald, we have the song "Mother Knows Best," which takes a character's card and puts it back in their hand.
1: The, I mean, I think if you just are like overwhelmed and you need to slow things down a little bit, super helpful. Like Mother Gothel.
0: She'll slow it down a lot.
1: I'm, I'm thinking, especially because it's non-inkable, I'm thinking C,
0: high I, C. I will completely agree. I think if it was inkable, it would be a really, really solid high B card. Yep. Not being inkable is really rough, knowing what we talked about in one of our previous episodes, that you know you can only have a you certain ratio so many... and so many in there. So I think that I'm right aligned to that on a, on a high C. But again, stopping. And if they only have one card on their board and they're using that to win, you can pull it off. So I, I, I think it's got a lot, of, a lot of good power there. Okay, recap, Emerald. We have Mother Gothel at S tier, your favorite. We have Hans and Flynn, both from Emerald in A tier. Mm-hmm. We've got Mad Hatter and Cusco in B tier. And then lastly, we've got Mother Knows Best, the song in C tier, no D tiers on Emerald. So, That's pretty, good. Solid, pretty solid cards all the way around. And then lastly, kind of on our journey backwards, we end up at Amber.
1: Alright, now this, this this is a fun one. So, Lilo.
0: I've really started to love Lilo.
1: And you've explained to me why you love it, and I get it. Yep. Um,
0: I, I, low B. Mid B? Ooh, I was going to say high B. I'm going to say like mid right there b like okay. second b and hear okay. me out i would honestly i would put this up there at s tier if it if it, was if, inkable. if it was no not if it was inkable oh no you know what you're right it's not inkable let's drop it a little bit let's drop it below hatter on on a b tier but the combination of simba and amber or er, in er, amber and lilo and amber is s tier it's the fastest way to get out ahead in a game and to really put pressure on your opponent by herself. She's very vulnerable because she only has one strength, one willpower.
1: I will say, if you only get one quest, she did her, she did her job. Yeah, I agree. Get one quest, Which is why can't. she's as high as she is. Yes.
0: So, Lilo, again, for people listening, is a one cost, one willpower, one strength card, but she quests for two. Mm-hmm. So... If you are playing Amber and you have a card like Simba that has bodyguard, it's going to get a couple turns out of it, and it's going to be really, really powerful and put your opponent in a really big bind really fast. Yep. Okay. Next in Amber is Hades. So the Hades that we chose was Lord of the Underworld, and his ability is when you play this character, return a card from your discard to your hand. So early in the game if you play him, you could return a card like Stitch or like Lilo like we just talked about to mm-hmm. your hand and get some more questing power. If it's a little later in the game and you play it, potentially you've already played like Stitch Rockstar and he's in your discard and you can bring him back to the, the board. So I think that ability is really cool because it can halt your opponent's plans to discard some of your more powerful characters. Like if they dragonfire something, you bring it right back. It can be really annoying to deal with. Where do you put him? Mid B. Agree. We'll go below the other Hades because he's not quite as powerful. Yep. So yeah, they can go hang out right there next to each other. Alright, Stitch Rockstar.
1: So I haven't I want to hear your, your opinion first. I haven't had much thought and much individual. Okay, thing.
0: so Stitch Rockstar again for those not watching are is the big stitch, the shifted stitch on the amber set. He's six cost but can shift for four. And then whenever you play with this character or whenever you play a character that costs two or less, you can play that character, exert them right away and then draw another card. So again, we're talking card draw, quests for three. I wanna say like high A. I don't think he's quite S tier because he's only got five health. Some of these other cards on here that we have lower are Um, have 6 health. He has a really good ability. He quests for 3. The shift is obviously really powerful to get him on the board early. I don't think he's quite S tier. That's where I'm at.
1: I'm thinking more towards low A, high B because it is only 2 cost or lower. And I just think that that is really situational. But if
0: you're playing a really aggro deck where you have Simba, Lilo, Um, We have a couple other cards up here that are two cost or lower like Maleficent or Flynn If you have an aggro deck and really low cost You'll have more of those in your deck and you can if you've got four or five ink in your inkwell You can play two or three of them exert 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 completely replenish and then you've got six cards on the board.
1: I Mean I, I I do agree. It's just I think I value it a little okay. less,
0: but no I'm fine brave we'll, with it. we'll drop him down below Aurora above Mickey, Mickey brave little Taylor okay
1: that's fine
0: okay we've got two more we've got lantern the item and Maximus the bodyguard so lantern the item quick uh, recap or quick refresh on this one is a two-cost and non inkable but you do pay one less for the next item that you are the next character sorry so you play this item and then the next character you play costs one less and it's an item and so you stays on the board forever so basically you know every turn you have a character that can cost one less high c okay i'll go with that i probably would have put it mid to high b if it was inkable since it's not yeah that's true that's
1: true um
0: the value you get out of items, we've talked about this on some of the other ones, I think it's really high, so that's why it's play like pretty playable to begin with.
1: I will say it is close to S if you have multiple. Yep. It is close to S if you have multiple on the board, for sure. I mean, it, I mean, it could,
0: could... Be super annoying. Yes. Okay, and then lastly, and definitely not least, we've got the, the big Maximus from the Amber set, the, the palace horse who has bodyguard and support. Yeah, that's which huge. is really really annoying to deal with. So again, if you're playing a pretty light aggro aggressive deck with we'll call it Lilo, um, I don't know a couple other you know one and two cost cards. Maybe you're pairing it with Emerald, and you've got a couple Flynns on the board, or maybe a Hans. Play the bodyguard, protect them all for a couple more turns with five HP or five willpower. He's gonna do a ton of protecting for you with four strength. And the support, you're going to go be able to take out any character you want if you need to fight or challenge. So, what do you think on him?
1: Um, I'm thinking mid-B.
0: I'm aligned. I would would even say lower, maybe a little lower B. So, like, behind Cusco before Fishbone Quill.
1: The only thing I don't get with this card is I think that the support is meaningless.
0: Yeah, support's a little weird. I mean, you do want him to quest because you want him to be exerted so that the bodyguard's active. But he has
1: bodyguard, so he's getting attacked, and you probably—I mean, you don't want free attack, you know? Like, if opponents are just attacking it, then they're not getting damage at all, and they don't—like,
0: it's just—it's weird. But support is, you know, you adding your attack to another character's attack. So it's you supporting your characters and attacking their endeavors on your turn, and then you supporting your defense with his bodyguard on the opponent's turn. So so I, I think low B makes sense. I think, again, it's pretty situational. It is inkable, though, so I, I, I think that that's pretty helpful. Um, yeah, so I think that that's our tier list.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I think... I think there's a, good, a lot of variety here. We, I think we added a bit of everything. Tried to our-
0: do some low-cost aggro cards. Tried to do some really powerful, strong cards. You know, Obviously, a lot of the, the more powerful cards that win you the game towards the end are going to be higher on the list. But did some support cards in there, too, that are really important. Super important, yeah. So for anyone that is still with us after this long tier list, we appreciate it. Quick recap on Amber before we finish up. We have Stitch in A tier, the Rockstar. We have Lilo in B, as well as Hades in B, as well as Maximus Palace Prince in B. And then we have Lantern, the item in C. So again, that wraps up the usable card. So play, super playable, even if they're low on the list, they're still super playable and can be found in any good deck. Um, yeah, Any last, any last thoughts, Jake?
1: Oh, I think I think this was really well-rounded um, I wasn't expecting B to be as flooded as it that's as it usually turned how out it being... should work
0: out you know I mean a good, a, a good balance between the top and the bottom so I, I think for sure all right well everyone thanks for listening and again if you you know want to follow us on other platforms you know this will be up on YouTube at our channel at a quest to, to see the tier list live and to be able to view it as we go through it we also um, have a email account at lorakana at gmail.com if you would like to send us any suggestions or if you think our tea list is crap and want to (laughs) give us some feedback on that please feel free to do that as well uh and then lastly you can follow us on x or uh twitter for me notice twitter um at lorakana as well and we will catch you next time thanks everyone bye